welcome to this presentation of Bethel Family Church. We hope you enjoy listening and that it helps you to grow closer to Jesus. I want to share today a little bit about my journey through all of this sickness and stuff. And so I suppose today I'm going to be a little bit sort of testimonial, like speaking from what's happened in my life and my walk with God. And then I want to share with you some other stuff about a book that I read called Destroying Fear. And that's when you all start celebrating. Yes, Destroying Fear. We are going to talk about that today, okay? But before we do that, I just have to bring out my kids' church kind of you know, leader, and I have to play a game with you, all right? We can just have a little bit of fun to start with. So you may have noticed in front of you, there's a piece of paper. So if you could grab your piece of paper out, it's okay, it's okay, don't stress too much. I'm not going to make you run around the room and play tag or anything or duck, duck, goose, right? On your piece of paper, I want you to write four things that... You do when things get tough. What is your go-to? Now, I am not looking for the most spiritual answer. In fact, I'm not looking at all for any spiritual answers. But if you want to put some spiritual answers down because that's your go-to, then you can do that. But what do you go to? What are your habits? (laughs) Four things that you go to, say, when you get sick when something really bad happens, when you're feeling down, when you're stressed, what are four of your go-tos? We're playing bingo. Okay? So if you have what I have, you get to cross yours off. And the first person to get the first four crossed off their list gets to stand up and yell bingo. Here are some of the things that I found were my go-tos. And I, maybe not all of them. The first one is your phone. Next. Facebook, television, Netflix, whatever you want. Not going to advertise all of the different. um. (laughs) Okay. Still the fridge. All right, next. Chocolate. No, you do not keep chocolate in the fridge, Matthew. You cannot eat it fast enough if it's in the fridge. (laughs) Next. How about having a cry? Box of tissues. Still no bingos yet. Okay, next. How about music? Here's my one spiritual one for you is listening to worship music or just maybe it's just other music maybe you don't listen to Christian music when you're down songs yep musical songs how about coffee you could say tea if you like (laughs) still no bingos all right you only had to write four okay I'm really interested to know what you've got on your list how about, there you go, the bed. Bingo, BB's one. <laughs> All right, we want to, that's one, we'll see who comes next. 
junk food. Hayden chose Candy Crush for us. We're talking about games, computer games, phone games. Anyone else get a bingo? No? No, that's it. They were all of mine. The point is, is that our go-tos sometimes aren't always the healthiest for us, right? Well, that's, I suppose, the other thing, like, where I want to go to now is just talking about our experience with COVID that we weren't quite prepared for. (laughs) It was quite shocking when Caleb first got COVID. I found that I started to really battle with fear even more than probably what I was. Had to make a really conscious decision to not necessarily go to those things that I put up there, those go-tos, but to go to prayer, worship music, just like to go to Jesus. I don't know how many of you have like, you felt like you've gone through some really tough stuff. I know that, you know, we've all had different experiences in our lives and we tend to to go to those habitual things rather than going to Jesus first. And so I felt that what, one of the things that God took me through on this journey was to go to him first. And that was hard when you're stressed and you're tired and you just want to go to bed. I really felt that God just kept on nagging at my heart and saying like spend some time with me and so when everybody else had gone to bed at night so like I I had slept in the lounge room rather than sleeping next to Caleb with COVID so that I could try to not get it and um, so then yeah I'd put on the worship music and I would just sit there and be like oh this is hard you know that feeling like yeah okay like I know I need to worship but well then as I started to get into it and I started to walk around and praise I really found that God just really met me there and it it really spoke to me in different sermons I listened to and one was the presence of God how God can you know he he's with us all the time but there's a difference between sort of stepping in to the presence it's a bit like I'm married to Caleb and I love him and have a relationship with him, but I can't talk to him unless I'm in the same room as him. Well, I suppose I could text him. I try, yeah. <laughs> you know, and so the same is with God. Like he is there, always there with us, but I needed to step into that relationship with him. And yeah, really found that God spoke to me so much through that time and I could hear his voice so clearly. Now, that didn't necessarily stop my battle with fear. And the one thing I remember, right, is that day, it was probably the day that I know whether Caleb got COVID that day, whether he already had it, and we were here at church on that Sunday. And I think I stood here at announcement time and said to everybody, good on you for coming to church today and, you know, coming against fear. <laughs> and I thought, and then Caleb, you know, it was like two days later, he finds out, you know, he's got COVID. And we're like, I'm like, wow. Okay. Like, and that came to mind. I said that here standing at church, you know. And so I felt like God was like really challenging me on that fear and that battle with fear. Because like, we know that our emotions aren't rational, right? Like, like we can, I felt like I had have a breakthrough in the fear and be like, okay, I'm good, I'm good, okay, you know, go get Caleb some lunch, go get, you know, look after everybody. And then, like, again, it'd be like, boom, you know, hit me. And 
then I was like, back again, okay, back to Jesus, keep going, right? And I think that, I don't know, like one of the things I wrote here that I haven't, I wanted to read out was that one of the hardest parts of going through COVID, like is fear, right? Like who has peace when they think about COVID? Like it, it doesn't kind of, it doesn't kind of come naturally, does it? Like it's, you know, how many of you, like me, get that gut-wrenching feeling in your stomach? That's like, <gasps> I'm not going to admit to that either. Okay, all right. Um, <laughs> when you watch the news and you're hearing about it and you're hearing about deaths and you're hearing about how many people are on ventilators, you know, um, and I bet, yeah, now that I'm talking about it, you're feeling it right now. I'm doing that on purpose. I know that sounds really mean. <laughs> so while I was going through this experience, just before COVID happened, I had this really weird, scary experience on the Wednesday before like it happened. And, you know, it was sort of a supernatural kind of one where I sort of woke up, got scared by something, and that it kind of stayed with me for sort of the week and the week into being in that isolation and then I was found that I wasn't sleeping very well and I was just scared all the time and in the end like I'd pray and sort of sort of just nothing sort of seemed to really move or change and then I was texting um, a friend and talking about that experience and in that God it was just it's just so amazing how God works in that when I'm talking about it to that friend he reminded me of something I had watched I can't even say how many years ago you know maybe even five years ago or more about um, a a man called John Ramirez who was a satanic worshipper and had a dramatic experience um, and turned his life around to God and he talked about some stuff and so God brought this person to mind and so what I did after that conversation was I went and looked him up. I couldn't find the original clip I, I, was, I had watched that time but I found something else came up at the top of my feed and it was his interview with you know, in a, a Christian network about his new book, Destroying Fear. And it just really, really spoke to me, the stuff that he said on that interview. And so, and one of them, because at, the, at that point in time, we're getting ready to take Hannah to um, Adelaide, right? And I have to leave my, I know she's a big girl, but I have to leave my little girl in Adelaide with public transport. And on this interview, this guy says, hey, one of the things he actually said was, you know, like we have fear when we're sending our, our children to college, when we're sending our daughter to college. <laughs> and um, we don't have to have fear because the blood of Jesus covers us. And in that moment, I just went, wow, thanks God. Um, and I just knew that God is going to be with Hannah while she goes. So I ordered this book. Now, it didn't come until the day we had left for Adelaide to take Hannah, <laughs> which was really annoying. I knew it was on the, going to be on the doorstep, and I'm like, oh, I want to read that book. Once we finished that isolation, took Hannah to Adelaide, dropped her stuff off. Caleb came back Saturday so he could be here for church on Sunday. Sunday night, what happens? I get food poisoning. 
and I am so sick, staying at my brother's, meant to come back Tuesday, meant to have done all of these things with Hannah, meant to have come back Tuesday, could not even get back Tuesday, I waited till Thursday that I could manage to drive to meet Caleb and Hayden at Port Pirie and um, they could finish driving me home. And I was just like, what is going on? But while I had that food poisoning, I still decided that fear was not going to win this battle. And, um, (laughs) you know, I'm in agony and pain, feeling horrible, and I just went, okay, put on the worship music. And, you know, just played that while I slept, played sermons while I slept. Not all the time. Some of the time I just did nothing. Um, but like I felt like God really met me in those moments and I, I, I must admit I was disappointed that he didn't just heal me straight away you know like how we want that like God's gonna heal me like yeah yeah right okay he didn't but like it's been a journey and I can see the journey now because once I got home I slept and then the next day I picked up the book and I still like I wasn't feeling very well but I decided I'd like why not what else do I have to do? I'm going to read this book. It was really interesting. As I started to read it, I saw more of God's supernatural power there. Um, the things he talked about in here, the stories, were pretty much some of the sermons that Caleb had been speaking the weeks before that, talking about Moses, talking about him going to the desert, him, you know, it, it wasn't the right time for him and all that kind of stuff. And, yeah, anyway, there's, there's so much more of that. There had been sermons that I'd been listening to while I was in Adelaide that also came up in this book. And I was like, wow, like that is really cool. Like, so God spoke to me then, preparing me for reading what I was going to read in here. And so this guy, I said, was a person who worshipped Satan. He said, like he grew up, his dad was someone who worshipped Satan. And he talks like he felt like he never had a father, that his, his father didn't love him at all. At eight years old, he dedicated his life to Satan. You know, he did all of the, the ceremony stuff and said, like, Satan was his dad and had, you know, and spoke to him. You know, and he, he, he talks about how he would target Christians and he would target churches um, in the. Um, you know, praying and the witchcraft and the spells and all of that kind of stuff. And, and then he talks about how God turned his life around, how Jesus met him, turned him around, and he turned his back on Satan, who he had, de- you know, said Satan was his dad and decided to follow Jesus. And I, one of the things that he's teaching in this book is that. Satan's weapon to the church and to Christians is fear. That is what he like he he imparts to us to bring us down. So I'm just going to read you a little bit from this book. All over the world, people are gripped and controlled by the spirit of fear. Fear paralyzes the purpose and destiny and eats up every desire that God has placed in your heart. The Bible says that fear brings torment, but the good news says that perfect love casts out fear. It is God's will for all believers who put their trust in him to live free from fear. 
God has not given us a spirit of fear. This demon of fear plagues us with torment and hinders and paralyzes our hope, faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, as well as the promises he has for you. And so as I went through that book and said those prayers, man, like I just felt just so different, just something drop off of me, you know, like I I can explain it as, you know, that feeling in your stomach, like that gut-wrenching feeling, like I feel like my stomach doesn't hurt anymore. Like it was, it was just so amazing what, um, you know, God can show us and what God can do for us and what Jesus does for us um, when, we, when we battle that. And I believe like that battle wasn't necessarily just done by saying, by just saying the prayers in this book, right? Like it wasn't me just picking up this book and going, okay, I'm going to pray these prayers and then that's it. Like, yes, those prayers helped me. Yes, those prayers um, had power. And but there's so like there's more to it than that, and that's like part of what come out of this book was um, some of the other things I'm going to tell you what they are. The first one is believing that Jesus is the Lord and Savior, and that His death has a major significance and importance to us. If um, I could have chosen the songs today, like. I think felt like Eli just chose all of the right songs that went along with my sermon today. You know, those first few songs about Jesus dying for us. He's our living hope, um, his death on the cross, he's the power of his blood. And that's the one thing that John talks about in his book is the power of Jesus' blood. And I think that for me, like in reading it, it was like, yeah, like there was more revelation about how much Jesus dying on the cross for us, how he, his blood was poured out. Like when we think about blood, like we think about like blood is kind of precious to us, right? Like, and when we see ourselves bleeding, we kind of go, oh, I remember one of my kids, I won't look over in that direction, right? But we, just a little funny stories, when they would fall over and hurt themselves, they would do this. They would go, blood, blood. Like it would be that loud, right? <laughs> I'm not looking, okay. Because um, <laughs> blood is shocking, right? Um, and like what John talks about in his book as well is like the blood sacrifices that they would do in satanic worship they like uh, like Satan knows how important blood is too like it like it says in the word of God um, that even the demons believe even the, the demons know Jesus is real so like yeah we can believe that that Jesus is real but like do we believe that him dying on the cross for us has power for us that can release us from the spirit of fear or doubt or you know whatever else is going on yes sickness yes he can heal us from sickness but he doesn't always do it straight away right um (laughs) just gonna make that statement out put that out there um but like he chose, he chose to die for us. He chose pain. I mean, like, who does that? We do our best to avoid pain, right? 
You know, and Jesus, he, even though he was God, he chose to be human. So that meant he felt pain and suffering. That, and, and he chose to go to the cross to die for us. Like, how great a love is that? And so, like, this, this experience for me and reading that stuff again in this book really just brought that, like, right here for me. And um, if I'd had time to organise things and wasn't in isolation, right now what I would have wanted to do was take communion together. And just to say, hey, thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for us because your blood has power to save me. Not only that, it means that he saved us from death. We're singing that in the songs. We don't act like we might physically sort of die here on earth, but... Believing in Jesus means that we have that eternal life, right? It means that we go to heaven. It means that we'll be with him for eternity. So that's the scripture in Revelation 12, 11. And they have defeated him by the blood of the lamb and by their testimony. And they did not love their lives so much that they were afraid to die. His blood has so much significance. When we use this in our prayers, thanking Jesus for what he's done for us and praying the blood of Jesus to cover us, Satan really does not like that. Because you know what that blood reminds him of? It reminds him that Jesus defeated death, that he conquered death. And it reminds him that his time is coming up very, very soon. There should be some amens there. Yeah. (laughs) So the other thing along with that, that is just so important to remember, is that when Jesus died on the cross is he promised to send us the Holy Spirit. Sometimes we, I don't know, gloss over the Holy Spirit a bit. But he has a really vital, important role. Let's read the scripture from Acts 2.1. On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly, there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then... What looks like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other tongues as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. If you continue reading on in Acts, it also filled them with boldness. And they went out and they preached the gospel. You know, like the Holy Spirit has a, just like an amazing, awesome role in our lives and we need to recognize that and we need to remember him every single day. That Jesus, um, he died on the cross, he was raised from the dead, went to heaven and he left us the Holy Spirit. 
And then we get to, you know, we talk about that confusing stuff of the Trinity, that God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit are one. But he's left us the Holy Spirit, and so we need to recognize that. We need to let him flow in our lives. He is often the one who, he, he speaks to us. And uh, one of the things that John Ramirez says in this book is that, which, which really spoke to me, was we'll listen to the negative voices. But, you know, like when a positive voice comes along, how much emphasis do we put on that? Do we give it enough? And that positive voice is the Holy Spirit. Like I find sometimes, like, you know, I'd have to admit that sometimes I will dismiss some of that because maybe I just want to dwell in my negativity for a little while. You know, like maybe that's just where, I, you know. But we need to choose to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit over all of that. I don't know why it's sometimes more comfortable listening to the negative voices because it's not really in here comfortable, is it? No? Okay. Just just me? Just... <laughs> but the Holy Spirit and fire, like, is so cool when I think about, like, the tongues of fire. And I've always just thought about that, you know, as the Holy Spirit coming on people and, you know, giving us energy and boldness and, you know, going out there. And um, John tells a story about how he goes out of his house, um, or demon-possessed and ready to attack this group of people on the street. And the group of people on the street were standing in a circle and were praying and sharing testimonies. And he said that as he's coming up to this group of people, there's a ring of fire around them. And he goes to attack them, but he can't get, like, he gets thrown back by the fire. Um, and I think he made a comment about feeling that was when he felt the most human. You know, can only assume that the demons just had to go running um, away from him. And um, that just gave me that new, I suppose, refret- different view of the Holy Spirit of fire as a protection around us as well. Like fire burns. Fire doesn't burn us up, but it burns the, the enemy. Yeah? I just wanted to share that scripture that it's not by might. It's not by force or, nor by strength, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Or the one that I've got, it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by my spirit, says the Lord. So recognizing the Holy Spirit is so important. So along with fighting this fear... And, and fighting whatever the, the enemy is, you know, throwing at us and attacking us and trying to pull us down because that is what he's doing. You know, I am so sure that that is what COVID is all about. You know, it is not sent by God. It is sent by Satan. It is evil. <laughs> it has, you know, invoked so much fear on us. And, you know, sickness, you know, it's, it's not from God. So the other thing that, we really, really need is scripture. Like, I know that you've probably heard this many times before. Like I said to Caleb, I don't know, I feel like I'm telling everybody stuff that they already know, right? They already know, right? But 
we need God's word in our life on a daily basis. Not like a Sunday thing or a uh, every second day thing, but we need God's word in our life every single day. Because if we're going to fight fear, if we're going to fight the enemy who is trying to constantly pull us down, you know, throwing negative thoughts at us, how else can we do that but by the word of God? Yet we can pray, which, you know, I do. But how did Jesus confront Satan when he was telling him things and tempting him? It was with the word of God. I don't actually have that scripture reference, but you will find that in Luke chapter 4. Yeah, like he, even Jesus used scripture to tell Satan where to go and what to do and that he wasn't listening to him. So we need to do the same. Because the word of God, if you're um, looking at Ephesians chapter 6, 10-ish, somewhere around there, um, it says that the word, the word of the Lord is a, like a sword. So you can, all like, you can all stand up now and pretend you've got your swords, you know, stab the enemy, right? No, that would be a children's church thing. Okay. Um, <laughs> truth. Scripture brings truth. Yeah? Amens? Amen. Scripture is truth. It's truth against the lies that the enemy tells us and the voices in our head. And from the voices of people who talk to us or speak into our lives, which we have to be so careful about. There are some people who will speak positive into our life and there are some people who will speak negative into our lives. might not necessarily be because they want to, but it might just be because they just ne- have a negative mindset or because they don't have Jesus. Or even some people who have Jesus have negative mindsets too. But we, we need to do something about that. Because every time we entertain a negative thought, we entertain a demon. Okay, I kind of skipped my notes then. I went went to another part. But so some scriptures for you here. If God is for us, then who can be against us? Yep, the enemy is against us, but God is for us and he wins every single time. He wins the battle. Yep, maybe I got sick. Maybe things didn't go so well. Yes, maybe like some people do die from, you know, whatever is going on. You know, perhaps that is, that is the time when God has, has called them back home. But that, you know, if they believe in Jesus, that's not the end for them. They have eternal life. They get to go and be with Jesus. (laughs) We have to stay here in all the suffering um, and the sickness and all of that kind of stuff. But if God is for us, then who can be against us? And we need to believe that in our hearts, that God is for us and that he is going to win the battle for us and he is going out behind us, um, in front of us, behind us, around us, that he is for us. Um, The next one, that... He promises, this is a promise from God, that I will never leave you or forsake you. 
So we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper, I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? It is up to us to walk with Jesus through the fire. To continue to believe that he died on the cross for us. To continue to, to put scripture out there, to, ta- to tell the enemy where to go. One of the little jokes in our house is there's this song that sometimes comes on YouTube or the kids play and it's called Trial by Fire. And it says like, I want to be trialed by fire, purified. And I always tell them that I don't want to listen to that song. (laughs) I'm like, who sings that song? Who wants to be trialed by fire? Not me. (laughs) But that's our little joke, you know. You were supposed to laugh. Um, thank you, thank you. <laughs> so let's be, I don't know if I, I guess the next scripture up. Let's, like as we're walking through that fire, let's continue to, you know, like remain steadfast in him. 1 Peter 5, 8 says to be self-controlled and alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. Remember that your family of believers all over the world is going through the same kind of suffering you are. Well, that's the one thing I remember Caleb talking about in his sermon. Like Suffering isn't necessarily out of the equation for us, right? Just because we're a Christian, suffering is still is part of life. And Jesus reminds us that other believers are also suffering and so we need to stand firm in him. And we need to be alert for whatever the enemy is going to throw at us and use the tools that we've got. When I was talking before about words, a complaining words even kind of come into that. And when we start complaining, we're not using really God's words, are we? You know, we're really listening to the enemy. Um, And I just want to read something from John's book again about that, about what we listen to. The enemy wants to steal your mind and focus. Believe it or not, it only takes one thought and one opportunity. The first thing we must understand as believers in spiritual warfare is that our mind is a place of territory. Whoever controls the territory controls your will, thoughts and emotions to either move forward or backward. The enemy likes to embed his thoughts in our mind. From there he can attack our soul. For that reason, we must guard our minds with the word of the Lord. And then it goes, like he goes on to um, share the scripture, Ephesians 6.10, which is about being strong in the Lord and in his power and put on the armor of God. So it's up to me to change the atmosphere around me. And I think that's what I started doing when I was sick is instead of wallowing in the misery that I chose to put on the worship music, I chose to get out the scripture. 
and it changes the atmosphere, be amazed. I don't know how many people, how many of you have done that from time to time and gone, oh, it changes, it changes the atmosphere if I let it. So our daily choices are so important. Jesus tells us this. Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Yeah, so, you know, in my experience of just bringing all of that together or the sickness and, you know, just sort of feeling like Sharon needed to share my testimony with you of, of how that went, um, I wanted to add to that stuff that I learned from the book. And I know that perhaps you've heard it before or, you know, you've gone there already, but, you know, let us be reminded to continue on working with Jesus to not give up like it is like it is hard work right it is hard work walking with Jesus like it's hard work when those negative thoughts come to us but I know you can do it if I can do it you can do it (laughs) this is your decision your walk with God right how you go out next week, how you choose to use your week. You know, are you going to just go on, go to work, you know, forget about what you've learned, forget about Jesus, you know, leave your Bible to collect dust or are you going to pick it up every day? You know, like, and when I say that, I say to so many people, like, I don't pick up my Bible and read like a whole chapter or five chapters. Sometimes I just read a scripture, like one verse, like what's up there. And I meditate on that. Because that's just what I needed for that day. Sometimes we need, you need to read more in chunks. But, you know, like if we are still stepping in to where God wants us to be, then we're setting our day right with him. And we are coming against the enemy and what he has to say to us. So if today, as we finish up and as Eli comes back to do a song, if today you would like prayer, for some of that stuff, if if fear is like is like what it was for me in the pit of your stomach, and you just feel like you can't get rid of it, I would love to pray with you today. I'd love to kick some demon butt. Like it's my favourite thing to do, and to just ah, oh, you know, let Jesus just you know come and just cleanse you again. You know, if you feel like you just need a refreshing, you need like another touch of the Holy Spirit fire on your head. Love doing that too. I love praying with people. Um, if you can't guess, so yeah, if you want prayer, don't go away without getting it, whether it's during the song or after the song. Yeah, thank. You. Let's just pray together. Thank you, Lord. Lord, thank you that it's not by might and it's not by power, but it's by your spirit. (laughs) Thank you, Lord, that your spirit comes and covers us every single day. Thank you for dying on the cross for us, that the, the blood of Jesus covers us, that you've forgiven us from our sins, Lord, that you've given us eternal life, that your ultimate sacrifice for us, (laughs) oh, Lord Jesus, was out of love, love for us. And in Jesus' name, we come against the enemy and we just fight fear. 
We fight for you right now in Jesus' mighty name and we call upon the Holy Spirit to break through and to break our walls down and to let us just to keep on walking closer and closer with you each and every day. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thanks for listening to today's message. For more information or to listen to other podcasts, head to our website at bethelcrc.org.au or check out Bethel Family Church on Facebook.